0: This is how much of a reader that I am and the perception that people have on me. Long story short, I even my booty calls will call me (laughs) two o'clock in the morning like, yo, what you doing? Reading? All right, so boom. <laughs> I'll never get old. Uh, welcome to the Long Story Short podcast. I'm Sky
1: and I'm Amanda,
0: and this is our very, very first episode. Hey girl. Hey girl. Here we are. We're doing it. Here we are a whole thing. <laughs> a whole damn thing. We did it. So Amanda and I created this podcast cuz we wanted to open up the conversation around reading. And books, but we wanted to talk about it differently. So this will be, what I hope, an entertaining and thought-provoking conversation between two friends, a.k.a. soulmates, a.k.a. soul sister. Yes. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about how reading shapes our lives and how our lives shape our reading. This episode, we're kind of just going to like kick shit off. You know, we're going to have the listeners get to know us and talk about more why we're here.
1: Yeah, I am super excited about this idea. Um, I love the thought of us creating a fresh take on books, a new way to kind of go about starting those conversations. Our main goal here is to create that intersection between books um, and our everyday life. So with that, we'll be sharing more of our day-to-day experiences, um, our journeys through life. Talk about it. Talk yes. about it. don't um, know. While also just connecting it to the things that we read or, or we're interested in reading in the future as well. Um, I think that this will be a new way uh, when it comes to the idea of storytelling because we don't want to just sit here and summarize books. Uh, We want to kind of use books as a reference point. So this will be more of us pulling our sources and kind of giving each other suggestions and things of that nature rather than only talking about books. So it'll feel a little bit less formal i think it will also release the pressure of people having to have read every book that we discuss in order to participate or listen in on you know our discussions it'll feel more like you know just two friends kicking it talking shit talking shit talking shit we just happen <laughs> we just happen to pick up a book here and there you know um so yeah i'm i'm very happy to be here with you i'm happy that you're here with me this is this is exciting. This is exciting. This is
0: gonna be good. This is gonna be great. I'm very excited for everyone to, you know, listen into kind of like Amanda and I's, you know, inner conversation. You're kind of getting a tidbit of what we kind of talk about daily.
1: Yeah, we we talk very often. we do, we do talk. We talk, <laughs> we talk, talk o- very often. We do talk and- often and i love that you know like you said we're soul sisters but we're we're so different in a lot of ways as well and i think that shows in um our relationships with books as well so aside from seeing the the similarities and the differences between us as you know two women you'll also be able to see the similarities and differences between um us as two readers and i think that'll be fun too because i'm sure there are a lot of people who are more like you when it comes to their relationship with books. And I know that there's some that are probably more like me. So it'll kind of just give everyone the opportunity to see where they fit in when it comes to this, you know, book-loving thing.
0: Right, because it is a thing. It is a thing, a and thing. we definitely love to talk about it. So, like, piggyback on what you just said, like, let's tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of your relationship with books, and how do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, so for me um i I consider myself to be a ever evolving creative um and when I say that it just means that my passions and my projects and the things that I'm interested on they might change, but at the center of all of them is always creativity um so I think that when it comes to my love for books, or just where I am with my relationship with books now. It's very much like the way my mind works. It's all over the place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that I kind of go through through waves where I might just be reading back to back to back. There might be points where I don't pick up a book for a while. Um, I might pick up a book and put it down, come back to it later. Um, it's, it's always changing. I think what I'm interested in reading always changes as well. Sometimes I want more thought-provoking books, and so I'm focused more on what would be considered, you know, nonfiction or self-help and things of that nature. At other points, it's like, I don't want to go deep right now, and I just want to read, you know, a love story or something, you know, something light and something that helps me to escape or just see life through the lens of someone other than myself. Um, So, yeah, I, I think that like any relationship, my relationship with books fluctuates over time. Um, I like that you said any relationship. So really, that
0: is really deep, too, because like any like a friendship, a romantic relationship, any relationship, your relationship with books does not need to look a certain exactly. way like everybody
1: else's. It's really exactly. different. And it's not only is everyone's relationships to books or relationships in general, you know, different. They're they're always going to shift as well. And I think that me, me understanding that allows me to put less pressure on myself when I get to points where it's like, damn, I really wanted to get through that book this week or damn, I told myself I was going to read every day and I didn't just, you know, giving giving my relationship with books grace the same way I would want to give any other relationship in my life that same grace and just taking it a day at a time. And if it wasn't meant for me to pick up a book that day, then, you know, it wasn't. And then other times I might sit and like, for, you know, two, three hours, like, leave me alone. I'm reading. Um, So, you know, you just kind of take the ebbs and the flows when it comes to it. Um, But I'm happy to have them here. I'm happy to Be able to look back on things that I've read and look at things I've highlighted and, you know, say to myself, like, damn, I've I've grown from when I when I thought that that was that was, you know, making sense for what was going on in my life or being able to say, like, you know, damn, kind of maybe I'm in the same place that still resonates. Um, But yeah, tell tell me and the listeners a little bit more about you and and your relationship with books.
0: Well, I like to consider myself a lifelong reader. I definitely uh, agree with a lot of what you said, like my relationship books has changes. It's kind of really more of a feeling. I think a lot of people, when I say that I'm a reader and they see my social media, how I post a lot of books, it's kind of like that's all that I do. They Mm -hmm. think that's like, literally, (laughs) all that I do, I just sit at home and read. I like to call myself like a Biblo fly. Like I like
1: books, (laughs) but I like shit, shit,
0: fly, shit. Like I I hope that, I hope that that sticks. Like I made that up myself, so.
1: (laughs) But that also makes sense because I think that at this stage of life, What is fly is reading, is knowledge, is education. Like, I think the idea of what's considered fly shit, at least for me, has shifted so much that I'm gonna look at somebody who is well read and well versed when it comes to the different things that they know because they read as being fly. Where that might not have been, you know, the thing when we were younger. It's like, oh, they read? Okay, sure. But now it's like, what are you reading? What do you know because of the fact that you picked up a new book? That's fly.
0: I, I, yo, well, preach, please, (laughs) preach, preach. Please tell the people. Because I'm still dealing with the people that kind of just like, oh, you read? Oh. Like, they don't think that I like TV. They don't, I don't watch. Let me tell you something. And Amanda and I, we watch a lot of
1: television,
0: a whole lot, a lot, and a whole lot, a whole lot of television, the good, the bad, the nasty, the we watch all the messy, we watch it all. But even okay, so this is how much of a reader that I am, and the perception that people have on me. Long story short, I even my booty calls will call <laughs> me <laughs> two o'clock in the morning, like. Yo, what you doing? Reading. reading? (laughs) I'm like, no, Uh, not right now. I was actually sleep. I'm probably lying, but I was probably asleep. I love it. it. Yeah. So I could kind of give you, a lot of people think I'm a little nerdy, because definitely books... um, they mean a lot to me. Like I said, I don't just read books to retain information. I do read it for entertainment. So kind of like how you mentioned, Amanda, like, you know, whatever you're feeling, if it's creative, if you want to learn something, I'm picking up a book to do that. I'm reading an article. I'm kind of doing a lot of research, but then it's like, "Mm, I don't really want to get deep I don't want to do a self-reflection. I don't want to do a history report or a book report. I kind of just want to have fun. I want to read about somebody else's crazy, messy life and just laugh and feel sad or just feel, you know, fun about it. So I'll just read a book and that or I'll watch a television show. So for me, it just all plays a part. Um, But definitely reading is a huge part of my life huge, huge, huge part of my life. And it definitely started from when I was younger. I definitely was a big reader, frequented the Barnes and Nobles. I was very, very fortunate to live walking distance to our Barnes and Nobles back in the day when mm, bookstores were existing. Right.
1: Yeah, that's where we differ. I can I can definitely say, and I know, you know, on future episodes we'll go a little bit deeper down the road of, you know, our history with with books, with but books, yeah. I cannot, I cannot sit here and say that I am a lifelong reader. That would just be a lie. Like, <laughs> I would be lying. I was the, I was definitely the kid who was like, oh, we gotta read this. Like, I was always big on math, and when it came to like any more, Ew, bad. yeah, like I'm, yeah, I was like taking AP classes in high school. Like, math has always been like a strong suit for me. Or just any sort of, like, creative classes that we were able to take. Like, that's when I was more like, all right, this is fun. But reading was... It just wasn't necessarily my thing. Like, I definitely... Would find loopholes around having to finish books. I remember like writing book reports so and you, just... were, you was
0: the Spark Notes. You used Spark Notes. Back I in the day. was the
1: Spark Notes queen. Okay,
0: you're a cheater. You are a cheater. Them, that don't count. Spark
1: Notes really got me through. And it's interesting because like when it came to writing, my writing was always it was it was good. Like in terms of like me being able to reflect on whatever it is the little portions that I did read even if it was a summary rather than the book like I was able to put thoughts together based on it but I think that like the actual enjoyment of of reading and being able to understand just how much you can benefit from the more that you read that didn't start until I was more of an adult okay okay
0: I'm jealous that you're good in math and you (laughs) could write really well because the misconception, too, is that, like, the nerdy reader is the really great writer. Mm. No. Give me a science project. Give me more of a technical anything. I can do that. I wish I can read. I'm going to push myself to write a book. Mm. Don't know if it would be published, but...
1: What would because it be I... about? What kind of book? Give us a little, little taste, little, little snippet or something.
0: Wow, well, I'm gonna write a a horror story about a narcissistic
1: relationship. <laughs> uh, this guy gonna write an autobiography. <laughs> autobi- <laughs> Basically. <laughs> That is hilarious. basically
0: we'll get into that it's a future episode <laughs> and I would also like to write um like a screenplay mm. on a on a um just kind of like to like an auto not an autobiography but a, along some of that flash that I like so okay we'll get into that some other time but so you, I'm just gonna have you be my ghostwriter <laughs> my accountant
1: dang see that's too much pressure you're just putting all your success all up in my hands <laughs> Too much I mean, pressure you know
0: let's just do the damn thing
1: i'm excited yeah. i'm excited to hear more about these stories i know they're <laughs> gonna be juicy
0: but yeah no and the narcissistic relationship book i definitely wanted to be turned into a movie and i want um Damn, I just forgot his name. What's the guy that directed Get Out?
1: Oh, Jordan Peele. Jordan
0: Peele. Yes, I need him to be the director, because I needed to be like a black noir horror, mm. narcissistic relationship film. Anybody steals this idea, we're fighting. Yeah, you heard it here. You heard it here <laughs> you, first. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. I love but that. yeah, um, but I am a little nerdy, like. I have aspir- aspirational hopes to be on Jeopardy one day. Oh, uh, yeah, but but Alex Trebek needs to like. I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to apply. I'm gonna no, need you to no, apply. No, 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 I'm no, gonna need no, you no, to no. apply
1: right now.
0: Nah, Alex Trebek needs to live forever.
1: I know. I know. I can't. I can't even go down that road. Of exactly. With the just thought of like him that. not being <laughs> mm-hmm. around for forever, they might as well just yes, wrap no. the show on up. Because I'm not in, interested in any other hosts. It's not an option.
0: No. And the other thing I really love, of course, like reading, words, vocabulary, that's a really big thing for me, too. So I could whip ass and scrabble. Mm. I
1: mean, Do you play words with friends? I feel like that's like the corny version. <laughs> I've been getting it in with words with friends. Oh, I did it now. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna just, play words I with just, friends. I just I just started. Um, yeah, my friends Steve Lynn and Brian were
0: Oh, shout out so, to them. Yeah, Brian. To
1: my brothers. They were playing with each other. Um, and they were like talking about it in our group chat. And I was like, Let me get in on this. So I could bust both of their asses. Nope, and in the uh, beginning okay. I was like, uh, eh, but now like I don't know. It's something. To, it's definitely something to pass the time. You know, we we, we all stuck in a house, social distancing. So any way that I could, you know, connect with my friends and talk shit at the same time, I'm going to go for it.
0: Yes. So we didn't mention, yes, we are recording during the pandemic. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it. Because no, it's very depressing. No, we
1: won't. We won't. That's We're as much depressing. as we need to say. And that's a, we Exactly. Are, we are recording this um, remotely. Sky is... In the Bronx, and I am in Brooklyn, and we are, you know, making it do what it do.
0: I just want everybody to, I just want to go on record to say that I appreciate that Amanda just said I'm
1: in, actually
0: in the Bronx and not upstate. Like she I was being to nice.
1: Play. I was being nice. It's a one-time thing. <laughs> it came and it went. Okay? Don't look for that again. We'll yes, talk I, about where Sky really lives mm-hmm. at another.
0: <laughs> no, the Bronx? All right. Okay, we can't talk about that. But I don't live in the bad part. I don't live in the bad part. The Bronx She is barely leave, bad. lives in it. <laughs> oh, fucking hater. And, <laughs> and I've been trying to get Amanda to come move over here. But that's another story. So, that yeah, I don't think we mentioned. Happen. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. I'm still trying. <laughs> the rent prices is looking a little crazy. When you come over to here, when you come over to death row, you're going to see that... <laughs> you're going to see that it ain't so, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, okay?
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's up for debate. You know, the jury's still out.
0: I'm working on it, guys. But, yeah, so Amanda and I have known each other for a very, very long
1: time. We have. We have. We met each other our freshman year in college. So we have been friends, you know, not to age us or anything, but – over 10 years, closer to 15 years at this point.
0: It's definitely about 15 years. I do not remember the first time I met her. I, I've mentioned to her before, like, I'm that girlfriend that does not remember the first day kiss, mm-hmm. the first date. I think I will probably only remember my wedding anniversary.
1: Yeah, same, same. It's all, it's all a blend. Um, I remember the first time I saw Skye. We weren't oh, friends do? yet, but yeah, I saw you. It was the first day of school, and really? I guess your mom or whoever had dropped you off was you got we were in the parking lot. So me and my family was pulling into the parking lot, and you were saying bye to whoever was in the car, which oh, I guess yes, was mom. your mom. Um, my sisters. Yeah, so you were saying bye. I was coming in, and I just I noticed you. And and it's funny because now I'm your friend, but we always joke about like how recognizable sky is to people where like if they just (laughs) meet her one time like now it's like that's my friend um or they're just like sky sky and she's like i I have no i'm not quite sure who that is but i now that i think back on it like i get it because after i saw you that first time it was like every time i saw you after i was like okay that's the girl that i seen in the parking lot we hadn't spoken yet but i do remember the like the first time i laid eyes on you girl um
0: Uh, that is that's like so it was like love at first sight yeah
1: it really was real romantical you know um but yeah i don't remember exactly when we became friends but i can say that it it just felt very organic i do remember that like it it wasn't so much like starting now we're friends but it just it just sort of happened and very early on i i knew that sky was like really legit gonna be my friend like by the end of the year we were like going to get and dies together and like really spending time and yeah the rest is is history for me
0: oh that story just really touched me I don't I didn't know that I don't think I knew that or to remember see and that also too is a testament to like people know me or they see me it's really nothing personal guys sometimes I I don't know what it is (laughs) like sometimes my brain doesn't compute who mm-hmm. you actually are i may know mm-hmm. you like by face but that does happen and it definitely happens with amanda a lot so it's always like a running joke with us it's like oh this guy knows everybody here
1: <laughs> yeah well they know her she they know not, her. yeah i might not, not know, know you that.
0: but i want to get to know you guys so okay hey how at me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i got i got book recommendations for you okay Words with friends, right? I got to make a username or some shit.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And you got to get Bananagram or we could play the next time, you know, when we're able to. Oh, you
0: did tell me about
1: that. Hang together in the same room. That one's fun, too. I think if you like Scrabble, you would like Bananagrams because you're essentially like creating a crossword, but by yourself, like with only your tiles. So you pick letters and you pretty much have to be the first one to create a full crossword puzzle all of your words have to be real um by the time all the tiles are finished so it's it's definitely up your alley for sure girl please too and i do the
0: new york times crossword puzzle every day <laughs> I love that. It's a, I do it every day, <laughs> guys. Okay, I'm not that nerdy. I'll do the crossword puzzle or like bumping Wu Tang or something. So like, give me some cool points. Duality,
1: duality. duality.
0: I do, I do both. I remember I told you I like books and I like fly shit. It's, yeah, it's, it just goes
1: together. You'll, you'll learn. You you'll keep learn a little bit. You <laughs> just give them a little. You know, you're just gonna a give them little, a little. Just a little taste each episode. Sprinkle <laughs> a little something, something.
0: A little taste, but it's it, it's definitely funny so amanda and i we mentioned we've known each other for years and we've also in a book club together
1: we I are moderate.
0: Yes. yes
1: we are and our book club is called <laughs> bitches be reading because that's B-B-R. what we be doing you know we be reading we do other things too but you know we come together and we read okay. um and we have been doing this book club for a while now
0: Again, asking me for years, I couldn't tell you. But no, no, no. I think it was once we graduated or like our everyone's senior year.
1: Yes, I believe that it was too. I think that it originally kind of started as a way to keep us all connected as everyone was kind of, you know, as you guys left school and everyone was kind of going in their own directions, the idea came up. And, you know, what I love is that we've kept it going. Like, it's just another testament to our friendship and our commitment to um, carve out time for one another by continuing to make it happen. Every month, you know, someone picks a book and, you know, well, it starts with Sky and her, uh, <laughs> Sky and her cups. So I'll let her tell you about her cups. Yeah. So I basically,
0: there's 10 people all together and majority of the people reside from where we met at college we went to temple university shout out to you um shout out to everybody in the book club um so yeah i kind of put like a name in a hat I, but i put it in a mug because i'm essentially drawing the name out um, while i'm at work so the closest thing i had was a mug and i record a video um and everyone kind of really enjoys it even though the it's
1: anticipation
0: the, it's so janky the it's anticipation, really it
1: it does feel good. Like I love getting those videos, and I'm like, all right, whose name is gonna pop out next? Like, <laughs> it's so cute. And it's she's so janky. We get to see her nails and see what kind of manicure she's given us. You know that month.
0: Exactly. Again, flash shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. I get I Even
0: it. even though right now, because it was quarantine, I had to cut off all my lovely nails, and we I'm not. giving myself manicures. I miss my nail tech.
1: Mm-mm, we're not talking about nails. We won't do that. This is not okay. a depressing situation, and that's all that's that I'm going to have to offer if we go down that road. Yeah, our,
0: rest in peace to the nails that I lost at this time. Poor one right. out for my homies. Right. Yeah, so I kind of pick out a name. I don't kind of. I pick out a name out of the cup aka the hat and each month everyone kind of we rotate the different names each year I try to do a different sort of challenge criteria or what the book club would follow so this year we're working on different genres I'm kind of I was hoping to kind of expand the genres that we read and we talk about we read a new book each month I give everyone kind of leeway and maybe like a month off kind of towards the end of the year. It's really not as um, I don't want to formal say as it sounds. Yes, 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 I agree. It's not it's, as it's not I pressure. Agree. It's not too much pressure. Of like we were like,
1: all right, yo, did y'all get the book yet? It's right, right, like- right, right. Yeah, we we definitely give each other that sense of flexibility when it comes to when you tell us what book we're going to be reading when we schedule our you know our meetings we we yeah it it is not as structured as it sounds but i do love that we started doing this whole like list of genres because It's not even necessarily like you have to do this specific genre, but it's a list. So it gives the person who picks the book an opportunity to say like, damn, which of these, you know, might be something that either I love and I want everyone else to have a chance to read or what's something that I haven't even thought to read. And so it kind of challenges the person who's picking the books. I know like even when I pick a certain subject, I'm still sitting there like searching through Goodreads and reading book descriptions because it's like I want it to be good I want you know the other people to enjoy reading it as well so it's I agree it's not as you know structured as it sounds it's it's easy it's fun it's It's fun it's it's easy
0: going so how do you like being in the book club
1: I love it I I think that the coolest part is that so at this point you know it's years later from when everyone you know left left each other in Philly and now our friend group is spread out across three different Time, time zones. zones. Yeah. So we have people on the West Coast. We have people in the Midwest. And then we also have um, us over here on the East Coast. And we still, you know, are making it happen. Like we still, you know, find a way to figure it out. Um, and I, I love that. I love that there's so many books that we have gone through that I personally would not have thought to pick up or don't think that I would have come across, but also still enjoyed. I love that, you know, when we have the discussions, people have such different takes on the book. Sometimes people will love the book we read. Sometimes it's like, and eh, we get to talk about what you did and didn't like. Um, and at the end, you know, we get to throw in a little girl talk too. So it's like, I guess we kind of kill two birds with one stone. Um, and I just think it's a, a different way to go about, spending time together. Um, And I love it. I know that I know that there are some challenges with the fact that we are across three, um, three time zones. And sometimes it can be hard for us to kind of manage a time that works for everyone. So that's probably the only thing that is like difficult is that sometimes people do have to miss our meetings if you know the time because we vote Essentially, we vote when it comes to which books we want to read. If the person gives us options, we also vote on what day we want to meet. And, you know, whichever gets the most votes is the one that we go with. So sometimes if it doesn't work for everyone in the group, people do have to miss out. But we always make sure to go back into the group chat and, you know, summarize things. It kind of also gives people an opportunity that didn't get to join to say what they thought of the book to kind of keep everybody still looped in. Um, but I love being a part of a book club. I love telling people I'm in a book club. I love telling them what we're reading, um, inviting them to join. Yes, yes. Amanda has brought on like two people to join the yes. book club, and they've been yes. great. They're, they're delinquents, but, you know, they're there. And they they even message me like separately, like, you know, I love your friends. I love being a part. Sometimes they're like three books behind, but it's like, hey, I finally picked this book up. It was great. That's what so, I love. That's yeah. what it's like
0: it's still like you. are You may not be participating in the conversation at the moment, but you're still taking away something from the book club.
1: Right. So you're
0: kind of still might pick up the book. You might be picking up something that you weren't picking up before, and coming back to us, like you just said, like, hey, I I read this and I loved it, or I read this and I hated it, or this is how I felt about it. So I really like to hear those type of conversations.
1: Yeah. What What do you love most about the book club? And I. I also want to hear your perspective seeing as that like you kind of you know took the reins of becoming more of the person that keeps us on track then you pick you know you pick out the the names and give us the list of the subjects so what has your experience been like being a part of the book club well I'll start with that I'll start with like as being
0: the moderator and I have to give a confession sometimes I get frustrated Talk about it. Talk about it. I get frustrated with myself because I would like to keep scheduling a little more consistent. Um, But like I mentioned earlier, I know that, like you said, we're dealing with eight, ten different women with different lives and different time zones and families and work and careers. So, for everyone to really still make an effort to make this work. I really appreciate and I really do love. Yeah. Um, I do love that it has been like you mentioned another way to keep our friend group speaking and together very often. The confession that it's frustrating sometimes even with like the Like, as Amanda mentioned, I I give out a list of genres. Whoever's name gets picked out of the hat could pick from the genre that they want. And they go back to the group and give us, like, one or two, like, two or three choices. And we literally make a a vote. I might have a preconception of an idea of the type of book Mm. that I would like to (laughs) be read in that genre. And then a lot of people go way off the cuff.
1: And I'm like,
0: this isn't this isn't about this genre. That's not what this is for. But I've always been pleasantly surprised. That's kind of like my own projection and my own internal feeling about it. It's like, and that's the thing, the beauty with the book club. It's not going to be everything that you want to read or that you think that you want to read. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like, damn, I wasn't expecting that. So there's been times where I did not like a particular person's book that they chose and I refused to read it (laughs) into the I needed I needed validation from the group so we'll send out a text like hey got my group my book started it and loving it so when I hear those and I'm like okay I trust their opinion
1: I'll I'll decide to read it so that's definitely we've definitely had those moments like have you read yet should I pick it up is it worth it um, and I, yeah. I
0: think that helps, too, that I understand people's, like, give a, an insight look into the realities of a book club. It's like, you may not want to read everything. And it, it, sometimes you just don't have it in you. Sometimes it is a chore, but it sometimes is re- beneficial for you. But sometimes you're just like, you know, like, why she, she picked this one? It like,
1: happens. <laughs> and I think that, I think it's interesting that you say, like, the idea of, having the thought of what book is going to get chosen for that specific genre and then it not happening. Cause I think that's also a opportunity to be able to like test out the desire to have control because you create the list, right? Which means that you already are playing a part in like the direction that the book club is going to go in But when books get chosen that are outside of what you were expecting, it's like it's just an opportunity to release that control. Like this isn't what I would have imagined, but this is where we are. This is what it is. And I, I agree that sometimes I am pleasantly surprised at how you know, how good a book turns out to be after thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I'm going to pick that one up or just stalling to read. And then once I do start reading, it's like, oh, this is actually really good. Um, Or even opposite, having moments where it's like, yes, a book got chosen that I always wanted to read. So now I'm getting the opportunity to read it. And then maybe not necessarily thinking that it ended up being as great as I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, I... I just love our book club. I really do. And yeah. I love that we've been doing this shit for so many years.
0: Years. Years, guys. We've started to do it in person. A lot of people, majority of the people in the book club were in New York at the time. Yes. But we still kind of like had people in Jersey, Maryland. Um, but we tried to do in-person meetings, but that became really hard to schedule. Then we moved it to be strictly virtual, and it's been very, very helpful with keeping us all together and Even if people don't read the book, they join the book club to just either hear what we have to say, and like Amanda said, we like do girl talk like all right, so what's going on what's uh, how you doing?
1: yeah, we <laughs> squeeze in a little round table um time but yeah i I do miss when we when we started out having. We would, I remember we went to the park one time and did like a little picnic. We you know we've gone to friends' homes and done it that way. Um, I do sometimes miss that like face-to-face interaction, but I think also it's because I'm in a book club with my friends. so like anytime like I get to speak to you guys or see your faces on the screen, I'm always like wanting more. I'm that friend that like when we get together, I'm like, so when are we gonna see each other next? like I need something <laughs> to hang on to like I because think the- we don't get to all get together. Yeah. Um, as as often as I know that any of us would love to, um, but I am super grateful that we found a way to make it work, anyways. You know, we could have easily said, "Fuck it, we can't all get together anymore." Like, let's just let it go, or let's just like text each other about the books and keep it moving. But we're still making it feel like we're doing this, you know, together, even if it's not in the same room.
0: No, well. And to finish answering your question, that's really it, like letting that control. And I don't butt in. It's really kind of like my. I might tell one or two other people in the yeah. group. I'm like, oh, my God. But then <laughs> I'm still participating as much as I can, too. Um, so being the moderator, I'm trying to keep everyone on track, make sure everyone got the book, and then we kind of keep the conversation flowing. I love it. I, and I love telling – it's like – I think it's like one of the proudest things that I've, con- like, it's consistent. And I'm yeah. very proud of that. And to, I like telling people that I'm in a part of a book club, even though, like, again, to some people in the dating world, it's like, I'd be telling, oh, no, no, I can't, I can't have dinner tonight. I have a um, book <laughs> club meeting. And they're like, what?
1: Yeah. yeah. A book
0: club? Like, are you 60? <laughs> <laughs> well you go to
1: bingo night too like what like what else you got up your sleeve but that is what i love about what we are going to be doing here at long story short is that along with the people who are already avid readers that i hope will join us in on our you know weekly discussions i think this will be also a great opportunity to give more of a realistic perspe- um perception and perspective of what readers look like because the truth of the matter is there is no one look you know like there is no one type of person that picks up a book every day and wants to read there is no one type of person who wants to sit around with their friends and discuss you know their their monthly their monthly books and like I said before and and I'll stick to it like reading is dope reading is fly having that wealth of knowledge that you can gain from reading any sort of book, whether it's poetry, fiction, nonfiction, self-help, what have you, like, it just makes you a more well-rounded person. It gives you more um, to offer into the world. And there isn't anything cooler than that to me. Oh, you have the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell them.
0: Tell them. <laughs> um, so I know, let's get into that next segment. Well, this isn't the segment um but we're gonna kind of go back and forth and ask each other some more bookish type of questions um kind of like we mentioned want you guys to get us to know us a little bit better and our relationship with reading and this is kind of for us too like some of the things i don't think we really know like i would i can guess what you might answer to some of these questions but I'm not sure. We've never actually asked
1: some of these questions
0: to of each other.
1: Yeah, I think that this will be an opportunity also for us to get to know each other.
0: <laughs> I love it because um, you're always learning, and that is as another thing in a relationship, you still are always going to be learning about that person, no matter how long you've known each other, friends, family, relationships. There's still always an
1: opportunity to get to know each other a little better. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Um, so, yeah, and and this is something that we hope in the future, if we have, um, you know, people join when. us on the podcast, when, there we go, <laughs> there it is there, alignment, <laughs> fix it up, yes, when. when we have people join us on the podcast, this will kind of give us an opportunity to get to know them better and have our listeners get to know them better, too. So we thought, what better way um, to kind of kick off rapid-fire questions than to answer some of them ourselves, so... We don't know which question each person is going to ask, um, but Sky, do you want to kind of take it away with the question? I'll start off,
0: and it may not be so much rapid fire, because we're just shooting the shit right now, but in the future, we're kind of hoping to make this more of like a quick rapid fire answer. I feel like I have a lot to talk about, so. Okay, (laughs) all right, I'll work with that. Um, So I'll start, and I'll answer the questions, too, that we ask of each other, so, Mm -hmm. I'll start with what are you reading right now?
1: Um, So right now I am reading, actually, it was my turn to pick the book for book club. Um, So the topic uh, that I chose from the list that that Sky gave to us was a 2020 release. So I'm currently reading Lakewood by Megan Giddings. Um, And uh, yeah, that was chosen through our voting well, technically, it wasn't. There was another book chosen, but yeah, there was talk uh, about it. Talk there, about it. Yeah, I, I I won't go too into detail about it. But there <laughs> there was another book that was chosen, and there was just kind of some backlash, some Backlash. controversy. Yes, yeah, some controversy uh, uh, about the author, um, and I think that I kind of want to. I kind of want to save that because I think it would be a great topic to kind of come back to uh, the idea of who gets to tell what stories. Um, so, I'm, I'm gonna leave that at that. But yes, I am currently reading Lakewood. Um, what are you reading? I don't know if you started reading that yet, or if you're, it, is this one of the books you're saving? You're kind of deciding no, whether no, you no, want to no, no. read or not? Okay. No, so <laughs>
0: this book, okay, to be fully transparent, I had already purchased it oh. before you, before you um, chose it. Oh. So, I was really more biased to read it because I had already owned it. There
1: we go. You know, just, just more of that alignment. The, yes, the connection. The
0: connection. <laughs> the connection. Okay. Um, so I'm reading that. I read multiple books at once. Um, so I'm reading that run right now. I did start it. I'm about 100 pages in, I think.
1: Okay. So I'm you're enjoying further than it than I am. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm liking in, it too.
0: I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. I'm also reading 11 Rings um, The Soul of Success by Phil Jackson. Oh. This was I've had it on my list for a while, but of course, with the Last Dance Michael Jordan documentary that's been playing now, yeah. it's kind of like brought it to the top of the TBR, you know, to be read. Yes. For those yes. that don't know.
1: Yes. <laughs> give them that <laughs> to, acronym. Give, yes. give them that, you know,
0: just you know, for, my, for my other people. Um, And I'm also reading Swiped by Shawana King. This is um a, a friend of a friend, and she wrote a book. This is... I'll, I'm putting quotes right now. Mm-hmm. Urban fiction, like, a.k.a. a hood novel. And we this, love those. Girl. Okay? We love this, those. This is about... Okay, so it's called Swiped, and it's about credit card scamming and her life as a credit <laughs> card swiper. Um, and this is yeah. her true... This, this is, is her true story. It's a fictional account of her life. Okay. Um, in the underground world of credit card scamming. Okay,
1: okay. I'll leave it at that. Interesting shout out to Wana. So you read three books or more at any given time?
0: Yes. Okay. Simultaneously, I might read one in the morning. I might rerun at night. I might read start all three, kind of see which one is piquing my interest the most. I might finish it in a day finish one in a day, pick up a next one. I'm really like a binge reader. So like, sometimes if I'm reading something really good and Mm -hmm. I finish it, I have to go to the next book. Like, all right, what am I going to read next? So I'm Mm. like literally picking up something. It's like, something about like, my brain and like, the feeling that I get is just like I got to continue to feel that sort of high. From yeah, I was a literally really going
1: to say that. I was going to say like there is this high that comes from like the completion of a book. It's like any other goal that you've had or task or just passionate, you know, thing in your life. It's like, all right, like you said, what's next? So I totally understand that. I can't necessarily read multiple books at one time. Um I used to try, but now I'm just finding that like if I focus in on one, I'm more likely to finish it than if I am like picking up and putting down. Um, And I also feel like there's this challenge with like retaining all of the information when my mind is like. On so many things like back to back So I feel like if I pick up a book And read it straight through Then it's more likely that I'm going to remember Everything of it Than if I'm like starting and finishing But I'm like that with anything Like I can't start a TV show Get halfway through the episode And then be like let me go on and put something else on Or a podcast or anything Like I like to just from start to finish And then we move on to you know What's next Okay Okay. Yeah. Okay. So What you got we- for me so next question, um, what would the title of your autobiography be?
0: Oh, um. <laughs> if you would have asked me this when you first met me, but mm-hmm. like freshman year college, I would have said like "Sky is the limit" mm-hmm. because that's just how I felt, and I'm corny like that, and that was like my tagline under the picture in my high school yearbook. Like everything uh. was
1: that. <laughs> That's so cute. I love
0: that. (laughs) Everything was that. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have an answer. I'm autobiography. It would have to be like a lot of people define me as cool. So I think like the word cool would be in
1: there somehow. Okay. So like the definition of cool do you do you consider yourself to be cool too? Like when so, you think about yourself as a person rather than what other people think, do you think do you do you feel cool?
0: That's why Amanda's on this podcast because <laughs> she kind of asks questions like that cuz she she heard what I said other people say I heard that it. I, I heard she heard it. me sometimes I definitely think I lost it. Um I do want to get back to that. Okay. Uh, I definitely think I lost the swagger that I had a lot um a couple of years ago. I do appreciate when people do tell me this. It is a humbling and um it's like a great compliment to me. But yeah. do I feel like that right now? No.
1: Okay, that's that's fair and that's honest. So you're getting back to the cool.
0: I'm I'm gonna get back to it. You're I wanna back get to back to cool. All right. So maybe right. that
1: maybe that would be a whole section of your autobiography. You just Talking about your journey to get back to the cool.
0: Where's my pen? Remember, Y'all remember what Amanda said she was a writer? <laughs> oh, chapter. <laughs> chapter 56.
1: Chapter 56.
0: Back how to I, the cool. Yeah, how I lost it and <laughs> then got
1: it back. You know? Because it was never really gone. It was never really gone. It was Are there. You serious? It was there. Because it it it's
0: always in us. That's right. one thing, but I just... It's not radiating as much as I would want. So also too with thinking about the title of my autobiographies, like I feel like I'm at a point with understanding the woman that I wanna be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm still figuring it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm right. So there you with don't have you. a title? Um, I thought about it a little bit, um, as I wrote the question down to ask you and what I came the first thing that came to my mind is what I just wrote down and to stick with. Um, And I wrote, and yet here I am. Ooh. I know that if I was to ever write my life story, a huge portion of it would be about all that I have, you know, come out of. And I think that it's very easy for me to be hard on myself. It's very easy for me to go through life thinking about all the things that I wanted to do and didn't do and just kind of having that that you know tough love for myself, and then I remind myself of all the things that my life could have become because of the hand that I have been dealt, not to say that I had the worst life ever, but um, as as you get older and you you really start to dissect things you you see your childhood and just your your early years as something different, and I have a more realistic um perception of of what life has been and that just makes me even more proud of where I am and who I am Um, so I think this title would be more so for myself as a reminder and yet here you are like through it all you're still you're still here you're still thriving you're still a good person you're still having so much to offer the world and that's just a beautiful thing so you know I love it I love
0: it. That was beautiful. Thank you.
1: Yeah, that that would be That's it. So fun. you could take us on to maybe a less mushy question. You know, go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. Let me see. Okay, so you're at home reading. Where are you sitting and what are you drinking?
1: Mm. So if I am at home reading, I am probably sitting on the very corner of my couch with my dog all up on me because... What up, Bailey? What up, Bailey? Yeah, shout out to my baby girl. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm sitting down on the couch with Bailey sitting next to me, and I'm – I guess it depends on the time of the day. I'm either drinking tea – I start every day with a cup of tea – or I'm drinking a glass of wine if it's nighttime. Um, Usually I – Find myself reading at night just because I don't give myself enough time in the morning. That's my favorite time to read. But the truth of the matter is that I'm reading at night with a glass of wine on my couch. How about you? That's cute. That's real sexy. I'm
0: um, <laughs> majority of my reading is done in my bedroom and in my bed. Um, I don't live alone right now, unfortunately. Hope nobody mm-hmm. hears me. But um, so. I- <laughs> I'm not really drinking anything too crazy. Maybe I just have a glass of water because I'm majority of my readings either done soon as I get up in the morning before I get out of the bed, or I'm falling asleep. So going to bed. So I'm either drinking some water at night or drinking water in the first thing in the morning. Other than that, my favorite place to read is on the living in, in the living room on the couch when no one else is here. I have a blanket on me. The TV's off, and I have a nice ice cold Pepsi
1: I girl <laughs> I, <laughs> I just felt the word coming off of your lips I felt it I, I felt so it and I was triggered I'm so ashamed of I myself I am triggered I think I'm okay? more of a
0: snack eater so I think I'm more so like there's t- snacks when I read than okay, something to yeah. drink but yeah the Pepsi wee, baby mmm I'm, I'm trying,
1: I'm trying guys. You know, I have no words. (laughs) I have no words because I, I am, um, I'm a few years clean of Pepsi, um, jealous, but it was, it was a rough road. Um, yeah, Pepsi and me, we, we did some things and and we took it too far. A lot of times we definitely took it too far, um, but shout out to Pepsi. It's just, you know... We're not being sponsored. <laughs> we're not <laughs> being sponsored. sponsored. Pepsi. <laughs> it is it is best that we are never sponsored because we need to... We, we're going to try to get Sky off of the Pepsi, and not going towards yeah, it. Yeah, and let so. me give you guys a little bit more insight.
0: I want to stop drinking it so bad, but it's literally like my drug. And I... A nice ice cold can is my favorite and sometimes I don't drink at all but then I'm drinking like a whole liter of water afterwards because
1: that's how bad I feel about myself. Why is there such a difference between a can and a bottle? Why do cans just hit different? I don't know what it is but it's just like there's just something better about the love that's put into that can. I don't I don't know. It's like, I'm so glad that I don't, like, dr- I don't drink it anymore, more so for, like, my health. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it when it comes to that feeling that you get when you crack open that can and you hear that noise. You know, I miss it sometimes. I'm not even going to lie. I, I do I do miss it sometimes. But That we sweat gonna, we-
0: dripping off the side of an ice cold
1: Pepsi can but we 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 gotta get you we gotta get you going in another direction i'm trying and i'm
0: trying sparkling water i like it but then sometimes it's just neat no water. kombucha no I, I could drink a little but i can't finish it
1: that's my love right there that just
0: makes me it just tastes like bubbly tea which is weird for me right that after. is literally what it is <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, <laughs> I'm glad know. that
1: it, I'm glad that, it that there's like, an alignment between what it is and what it tastes yeah, like, because know. that is what it is. I don't know.
0: But anyway, yes, um, everyone knows about I'm addicted to Pepsi, so we can move on from
1: there. That's hilarious. You're next. Okay. Next, um, who would you invite to your literary dinner?
0: Oh, shit. Okay. So I think about just the question in general of inviting Certain people over to like a dinner period, so like mm-hmm. I could be watching a TV show and like literally have like a scratch pad, like oh yeah they're they're invited, like I yeah with yeah them. yeah they coming through. they coming through. Um, so as literary, I gotta have tony Morrison, mm-hmm. Angela Davis.
1: Hmm.
0: At one point it was Oprah, but I feel like Oprah. Is she's Mm. causing some trouble right now? Mm. Mm. So I'm Mm -hmm. not sure because, but Oprah, I was a huge Oprah fan, but now I'm just I'm questioning my loyalties. Um, Dapper
1: Dan, oh, so we're we're talking, we're also talking, and I'll throw this in there so we can kind of add to it. You're going off of having read autobiographies, yes, or having read their books okay yes yes
0: all right yes there we go yes because then yeah i have like two separate dinner parties the literary dinner party the people that i've read and want to talk different books about and just like my regular dinner party who people i just want to shoot the shit with yeah um right now would probably keep it really small so those are uh and if i could bring back octavia butler mm, mm-hmm i would do that common he could come through alicia i'm liking your party i'm liking your party alicia keys could come through even though i didn't read her book yet but i feel like she would have things for other people to talk about i don't know if i would listen to what she would talk about yet but i feel like she'll bring the noise and that's it that's all i have right now
1: okay um I, I'm kinda in alignment with some of the people that you mentioned because I only wrote one name down here, but she she's gonna fit right in with a couple of your guests that you said in the beginning. And it's Sonia Sanchez. Oh yeah.
0: Okay, I so just let's just do a about, joint party.
1: Yeah, like we we're we're totally gonna be hosting together because they're gonna come through. You know, they're going to walk through the door together. But I remember us going to see the Toni Morrison documentary and listening to Sonia Sanchez, like, just talk not only about um Toni Morrison, but talk about just their journey and the times. And I remember being so – I was just so gravitated towards her. Like, I after we walked away, it was like, I need to know – I need to know more. I need to understand. Like, I I – realized in that moment that this is somebody that I don't have enough knowledge about but she's worth knowing more of and just hearing her speak like aside from her you know being a poet so obviously there's that element there but like she just seems like such a good storyteller like and there's just this this vibe and this way to like her words and how she talks even when it's just like You know in an interview or like a casual kind of situation rather than you know repeating the words of her work that is like I dig you like I just I don't know I I I definitely would want an opportunity to sit at a table with her I would love to hear about her experiences with you know some of these other literary legends and so yeah it sounds like we're gonna be having a party together and
0: I got three more as soon as you said that I thought about three more people
1: Give it to us. I
0: need to understand. I heard that Nikki Giovanni had a Thug Life tattoo on her arm. I need her oh, to come you did through. say that. I need her to come through and talk about that. You did say that. I would invite Robert Greene, the author of The 48 Laws of Power, all of those. And my other wild card is 50 Cent. I haven't read his books yet, but. I would bring 50 along.
1: He is going to just turn shit <laughs> old. Oh, the way.
0: oh, how can I forget about Malcolm X? Malcolm X, up.
1: come through. Oh, we bringing people. Out? Yeah, if we bring it, if we bringing people back to life, then yes, he most certainly belongs there. Um, and I need to know where Sister Soulja at.
0: I feel like Sister Soldier really fries a really good ch- fried chicken, so I just need to come through.
1: I thought about her too. I definitely thought about her. Like, where is she? I was just kind of staring at my, staring at my bookshelf, and I seen um, "Coldest Winter Ever" on there, and I was just like, "What is she up to? Like, what is she doing? Is she on social media?" I don't. Do you I, follow I do her? Not follow. Do you? I did I did look for her recently?
0: I didn't find too much about her. Um, We're gonna have to find her yeah but you see I I want to know more I want to know what she's doing with herself yeah but for mine it's just like the mix of the literary greats and then like the new cats that you know that read but then are in the music they're very creative yeah,
1: the, yeah. my my add to that to what you just said would be Angie Martinez because oh. that was one of my absolute favorite how, books how can... to, to have read and like she's part of what you were mentioning, how you have two Separate kind of dinner parties She would come, I would want her at both Because obviously I'm I'm 100% sure she has So much more to tell than what was In her book, so like I just want her to just come over And like hang out, but That was just such a good book It just felt so Like chill Like it just felt like she was sitting In front of me like just telling these Stories and you know we could talk about our love for music history and people telling their stories within the music industry, but that's like a whole nother thing, but yeah, she would be in there if we're adding in people who you know wrote autobiographies or you know we just want to know more about their story because, gosh, I'm sorry I just love i'm that so
0: much. I'm sorry for forgetting about Andrew Martinez because that's like a that's that's really wrong on my part because. We're really a part of the Angie Martinez fan club. Like we're president, co president of the Angie Martin.
1: Dead went right to Barnes and Noble and had her sign our books. Oh, I love
0: Angie Martinez. Like love her. Yes, and Angie's coming.
1: Didn't you send me a didn't you send me a a picture of she's the fact supposed, that she's working on another book?
0: So she, oh, she's working on a screenplay.
1: Oh, a screenplay. Give it all to me. Give we love we you, Angie. We, we love really you, Angie. Do. We do,
0: we do. We gotta step our game up. We gotta get Angie on. That's another another. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> dreams.
1: <All right>. Dreams, <laughs> dreams.
0: Um Okay, it's my turn, right?
1: Um mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: What's the most interesting thing you learned from a book recently?
1: Um, so although I don't read two books at one time I do have books that sometimes I will just pick up to like get some information out of um and one of those books um is the healing power of essential oils so I don't I literally will pick it up like here and there when I'm thinking about certain types of projects and things that you know I want to work on in the future um and one of the things that I picked up from that book was that peppermint oil can be used as a um a suppressant to appetite, which I never knew. So if you diffuse uh, peppermint oil, like in between meals, it basically um, causes your body to feel as though it's fuller than it actually is. So it's good when you're like wanting to have certain types of foods that aren't the best for you, you know, those cravings that you just can't help. Um, It also helps. I think it's a great now that I know this, I'm definitely planning. I literally just learned this a couple of days ago, but I'm planning to start to burn it. I'm curious as to what it does if you're burning it like as you're eating, because something that I'm trying to pay more attention to is like um, intentional eating and like noticing when my body doesn't like something, does like something. And another huge part of that is like giving your body a chance to actually realize that you're full sometimes we're just like rushing rushing to eat that we don't like slow down and see if our body is telling us that like you don't need to eat anymore so i'm curious like if you're burning it like while you're eating rather than the in-between meals like will it kind of slow down like give you a chance to slow down so that you're not consuming so fast because you know it kind of tells your body that you're full um so i'm gonna play around with that I'll, you know i'll come back give you guys my perspective on whether you know i felt like it worked or not but i thought that was super cool
0: yeah let me know because um quarantine weight
1: is not yeah key. perfect timing because we just Ooh. bored in the house and i'm in the house bored <laughs> so we're like literally just eating everything for no reason um So, yeah, I'll let you guys know.
0: Okay, let us know. I do use peppermint uh, for headaches. So I roll Mm. it on my Mm -hmm. temples, my forehead, and the back of my neck to relieve migraine and headache pains.
1: Yeah, and back of the neck, that was another area that they said that you can um, put it in between meals to help you with the appetite. So I'll keep Mm. you posted, but that's what I learned. How about you? you? I know you got some things over there.
0: Well... Um the first one as I mentioned earlier I was reading swiped so I learned <laughs> <laughs>
1: so uh, I definitely
0: always wanted to know I'm not going to do it but I learned how the credit card swiping industry cuz it's a whole uh-huh. thing I learned how that works um very scary like I just give us a little give us a little you know a little idea of what these people are out here. Okay, I'm not an expert. Capable of. Yeah, but I'm not an expert, so please do not quote me. Please, this is not a, a guide on how to do a legal activity. <laughs> Disclaimer. 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 Like, this is literally just what I read in a book, but essentially that... This is not Scamming 101. This is not Scamming 101. I am not a scammer okay I don't know anything about this life but reading the book I learned that essentially you have like this whole tracker machine so it's like this whole machine that prints the credit card information from anybody that has like amazing credit in the world and you get these blank cards the card can have your name on it but the strip will have other people's information so people will have these tracker or these credit card machines in their house and they'll just have to print cards after cards after cards after cards then you would go out and purchase items with their stolen credit cards so you go shopping you buy playstations and xbox and they would sell those items back or wear them or put them in the house whatever they wanted to do but that's essentially Mm -hmm. it so a lot of the items came from overseas so there was a lot of gamble with you know putting shipments in your name or using fake names being on time for the shipments things going through customs, a lot of that just too scary for me. But I really think that that was interesting. And so it was just telling of how young people were really doing this. Young adults, 20, 21, 18 years old was really kind of roaming. I probably sound so naive right now because they're going to be like, girl, you ain't know that? Like.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah. like, but it, I mean, I think it's the difference between knowing that it's happening and knowing, knowing just what people are doing. Like, yeah. So it's just like,
0: you know, machines, credit cards and manual labor and going into the stores.
1: Amazing. You know, this is what you could get from reading, reading uh, hood novels. Yeah, hood novels. You know.
0: But I <laughs> don't think there's not something to take from him. <laughs> on the flip side, though, um, I recently read a book called Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Are you familiar with that mm. one? So no. basically, Ryan Holiday kind of just talks about how, and it took me, now this is a perfect example, everyone, of how you might pick up a book but may not be able to receive the information that's in it. Because I, mm. I had this book for maybe a year or two. And I thought it was really interesting. I've, it was like a recommendation with someone else. Uh, one of our good friends read it too, and they recommend it. And I read it, and I just could not understand. I could not understand what he was referring to as the ego, separating it from just like, isn't, doesn't everyone think like this? So I literally had gotcha. to put it down. I revisited it maybe like a month ago, and I read it, and I literally read it in a day. Wow. I devoured this book essentially like your ego is the inflated self like like let's say for instance I'm if I was to say like this podcast is supposed to be good or it's like all of this stuff only because like I'm sky and I'm cool and everyone you know everyone loves me and that's it Mm -hmm. that's my ego talking that's my ego it's not just like my self-confidence or me just kind of just trying to manifest something it's really just like the whole ego that you're just you're not doing the work you're just expecting things to be a certain way because that's what you think so instead of doing the hard work you kind of just letting your ego lead the way and it's essentially getting in the way of you achieving all of your goals mm. so one of the things too that I wrote down that was really beneficial for me its me I'm the type of person that I have a tons of business ideas Tons of all these amazing things. I probably hit Amanda up and our other friend like, okay, let's do this. Like, hey, I have another idea. Like, okay, no, we're going to do this. And just don't follow through with as much. So he said, many valuable endeavors we undertake are painfully difficult, but talking is always easy. So I can talk to you like, yeah, let's just start the podcast. Let's just do this. Hey, guys, I started a podcast. And not record anything not put anything pen to paper. Any endeavor that's worth doing is going to be difficult. It's gonna right. be frustrating. Ooh.
1: Yes. I might have to pick that book up. It wasn't gonna lie. I might have to pick that book up. Because that's something that I have thought about too. It's like and that's why I'm I'm being much more <clears throat> I don't want to say guarded, but I think more about what I am choosing to share with people when it comes to like what I want to do or what I'm going to do so that I could give myself the opportunity to actually do it and actually, you know, put in the work and and see what it's about rather than just wanting to be able to say like, oh, I'm doing this or, you know, oh, I'm going to do that. I, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good one It, it was very good, I literally finished it at One day, and I
0: was just like Why, and I was questioning like, Why didn't I read this before, but like I said Sometimes you're not in the mind state You might yeah. be going through other things In your life that kind of just in the way So I feel like I picked up that book At the perfect time, which I do Feel like, instead of me just like Ooh, somebody else said, I have to read this It was like, no, it felt right to me And I literally just like breeze through it and I just retained a lot of information I highlighted a lot of things and it felt really good after so definitely I love that I definitely recommend I love that. that
1: and I love I, I love the idea of giving books second chances mm-hmm. because I think sometimes if we pick up a book and and it's not doing it for us whatever it is that we want cuz it might not necessarily be um on this deep of a level but even if it's like oh i wanted to pick up a book cuz i wanted to laugh and i read through a few pages this this shit wasn't funny and you put it down um i think that's how a lot of us have books on our shelves that you know we never really made it far through um so the idea of kind of going back and seeing you know what's something that i might be able to give a second chance and and that key part to it being that it felt right at that time. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you went for it. And look at that. Like, yeah, it was great. It was such a good read. I love read. that. And
0: then I went back to our friend and I called her up like, shout out to Jessica. I'm like, yo, that book you told me like three years ago to read? I finally picked it up and it was bomb. And she's like, love it. It's one of my favorites. So Eco is I the Enemy that. by Ryan Holiday is a Sky Recommendation.
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to pick that one up Go for okay. it Go for it, your turn Okay, Um, what is a book that you have or would read over
0: and over again? I've read Four Agreements over Um, by Don Miguel Ruiz I think that's the author's name
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, It's a short book, a lot of people talk about how it's their favorite book We'll probably get into that in another episode of why It's kind of, like, on everyone's top list. But there are a lot of books that I reference. And I think you mentioned earlier in the episode how, like, you might reference back to a book. So Mm -hmm. I reference, depending on what I'm going through, I reference a lot of psychology books, a lot of relationship books. I might, I read on the Kindle, too, as well. So I might just go in my Kindle app, go to a book, and just look at the, the actual things I actually highlighted, and kind of mm, re mm-hmm. readjust myself to what I was feeling. Do I feel the same way now? And kind of recenter myself on those sort of things. So a lot of those books, but the actual book that I reread recently, because I haven't had, I I feel like I'm trying to get through so many new books. I I reread The Four Agreements. I skimmed through The Mastery of Love by the same author. And I reference back often on a lot of things
1: that I've highlighted. I love both of those books as well. <laughs> so, yes, I'm sure they will be coming up again in future in future um, topics. So mine is, um, this is one of my favorite books. Um, it's called The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Um, and then the kind of subtitle on the front of the cover says, let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are. Ooh. Um, I love, (laughs) I love this book so much. Like, and similar to you, sometimes it might not be that I'm going to go back and sit and read it from, you know, first page to the last. Um, I I've highlighted a lot in this book. So sometimes it's just going back and looking at the things that I highlighted. I actually have it in my hand right now. Um, looking at the certain things that I highlighted. And I don't know, it's just something about this book, just I feel like this is a good book to, for me to pick up when I need a reminder of like giving myself that space to be whatever and whoever I am in the moment. Um, and again, like it tying into... Sort of that like grace that I want to be able to walk through life giving myself where I could hold myself accountable um, and, and, you know, set out certain goals and and things for myself. But at the same time, remind myself that sometimes maybe you're tired. Sometimes maybe, you know, you're not in alignment with what you said you were going to do today. Or sometimes, you know, you need to reroute and and change what it is that's going to make you feel joy in the moment. And I just love this book so much.
0: Okay, well, yeah, shout really out to do. Brene
1: Brown. I've read a few of her books,
0: Daring Greatly and How to Lead. So mm-hmm. those are good. I, I she's And you could check out her TED Talk if you're not familiar with Daring Greatly. She's dope.
1: You got another one? You want to do maybe like one more each?
0: Yeah, we can do that and wrap it up. Ooh, we have to make this good. Okay. What fictional characters are you most emotionally attached to?
1: Hmm. Um... Okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit. And um, I'm going to say every character in Homegoing. Really? Oh. I love that book so much. Like, I love that book. I think it was, I don't know, it's just one of those books that, like, you're yearning, like, for more of each character. And I think that because it's in... The way that it's kind of structured is a bunch of short, short stories that um, kind of tie into each other where the characters are, are connected because we're kind of going from um, prior to slavery. So we're, we're dealing with um, royalty in Africa and we're slowly seeing their transition and the transitions of um, of, you know, those to come that are within their their uh, their family line all the way going up until like present time and there's just so many chapters in that book that i that i can remember like wishing that i could have known more about what happened to that character and constantly like wanting the best and like feeling anxious thinking about like what exactly was happening to each character feeling for them and i don't i don't often like feel for characters and maybe it could be because of the fact that they were slaves and that yeah. just makes all the sense in the world um but yeah I love that book so much and I definitely connected to every single one of the characters that was a really good book a really good historical fiction like
0: you said the accounts, the way that the chapters kind of went back and forth to different characters i do not know how to pronounce the author's name, so I do not want to butcher it. And I don't want to butcher it either. We are going to put it in the notes. So.
1: <laughs> I don't want to butcher it either. So yes, we will. What what we'll do? I'm so glad that you said that because um, it's a perfect time to kind of bring that in as an idea. I definitely want to have a running list of all of the books that we reference in each episode in the in the. Um, the description, yeah. yes In the in the episode description So yes, we will list that We will not butcher But what I will do My own personal homework Is that I will figure out How to properly pronounce And the next time That this book comes up Because since it's a favorite for me I know that it's going to come up again I'll make sure that I, I do right Yeah, because we're going to put Some respect on her name, put, okay There we go,
0: yeah Because <laughs> I do not know Okay, I like that I thought that was a really good book That's not one that I thought about had to dig for me. I dig back into the to again I, a lot of the things that I've been saying. You'll probably get an idea of the type of person I am. So my first two characters are Winter and Midnight from <laughs> a coldest winter ever. I'm
1: not surprised at all. <laughs> like I knew at some point during this this question segment we got going on here. That, I know uh, you knew it was coming up. I, I actually was, was gonna say it because I did reread
0: the coldest winter ever, but I wouldn't necessarily. I would reread it all the time, but I yeah. did want to mention it before. But winter, I'll save a lot of my uh, opinions for a future episode. But I felt a very strong sort of way towards winter, and I wanted midnight. I wanted more of midnight. I mm-hmm. want. I didn't He has his own book though. Yeah, yeah, I should say that I didn't read that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but in I, this actually, story you wanted.
0: it. yeah, actually maybe I and again, this is a perfect example. I like that she said that. Sometimes I feel like even when people think that I'm a reader that they think I read everything, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't read everything yet. Like yeah. I, sometimes it makes me feel a little inadequate's not the right word but it's like i you know there are things that i do want to read but
1: but then it just goes on to your tbr it goes on the tbr that's the best part about books is that there's always so many more to read like there's always something something left something to pick up
0: yeah so i need more of midnight because i'm I don't really want to know like younger but I want to know like Midnight at that time an Adult Midnight I really wanted to know more about him I was very fascinated by that whole story um, my second one would be Fonny from If Bill Street Could Talk by James Baldwin
1: mm.
0: yeah did you read that one?
1: I didn't but I watched the movie
0: oh that was so- I I We'll get into that, but that was a good movie.
1: (laughs) We'll we'll talk about that.
0: That was a good movie. But I felt for Fani as being a black man falsely accused with a girlfriend and about to have a baby and this time in his life and people just ruining against him. But then the people that are really just fighting for him, I just felt so, I just felt for him so much. And I wanted to see things change for him.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: and I like that book too because it didn't necessarily end with a happy note. It was like, oh, everything's just not peachy, and everything's great. This is like real life for somebody, and it's Re- not always real. great. It's real, real, real. So, funny you know, I feel for you, brother. Love you. <laughs> Love that book.
1: Love you. <laughs> Love you.
0: <laughs> Love that book. Um so yeah those are my two
1: okay is it is it my last one yes the last one what is a children's book that you feel should be on every child's shelf favorite children's book give it to me okay i
0: my favorite children's book i'm hesitating because i haven't read a children's book in forever So then it's like, I'm still stuck on the ones mm-hmm. from the early 90s and all that type of stuff. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's your your favorite children's book. What is the book that you loved as, you know, a very young child that you would gift? You could put it that way. What kind of book would you gift, you know, if a friend or a loved one was having a kid and or had it, you know, had a kid and you felt, you know, there's just a book that every yeah. kid should have. So, yeah, it should be. One something you consider a classic. So my first one is
0: "Good Night Moon" by Margaret mm. Wise Brown, mm-hmm. and my family knew that I loved that book so much that they even gifted me a copy as an adult and like,
1: oh. like like
0: inscribed a nice little note in it for me.
1: That's adorable. It's, I love that. It's so
0: cute. So I still have that book. Um, it's really nice and it's like a large extended version usually for kids, you get the small um cardboard version. Yeah. So I have like a really big version like for an actual person.
1: That's super cute. I love that.
0: Um and then my second one is Are You My Mother by P. D. Eastman. Love that book. Now now would it be books I do gift these books and I am a person that does gift books for baby showers and birthdays. Same. Even though I've had a five year old told me that Nobody wants a damn book.
1: <laughs> she definitely was like, Nobody wants this book, Sky. I mean, once the kid is old enough to start saying what they want, I'm not surprised. Usually my go to gift for first birthdays is always a stack of books. Same. Same. Always. Same. Don't I'm not looking at no lists or any like I'm giving books. I feel like that's really when it's like the pivotal time to start getting your child um into the idea of reading every day but by five years especially now five-year-olds now are like where's my ipad where's my ipad where's the toy i don't want no damn book
0: just slime where's all of that and i only hesitated i hesitated earlier because now with books being more diverse there's a lot more books there's a lot more options out there i feel like there are i don't want to say better but there are books that i kind of would when you say like a kid should have on their shelf and I'm like ooh what should they have like Mm -hmm. now especially like there's a lot more out there it's cause I haven't gone through it all I'm like no obviously I'm not gonna get through it all but since I haven't like really kind of taken a deeper look I'm kinda like wondering that there might be some really good new books that are just showing diverse black and brown babies
1: yeah, there are. There are. I was in Target not too long ago actually. I wanna say like a few weeks ago. Every now and then when I go into Target, like I'll I'll breeze through the book section, see if they have anything on sale. Um and also like it's just an opportunity. To kind of, especially now with everything going on, like we're not in bookstores, so Target's kind of one of those places where I can actually physically touch a book. Even if sometimes I order a book online, I I like to have touched it and seen the cover in person and things like that. So, anyways, I I was breezing through the book section in Target, and they had like an entire row, which I loved, a whole row of books that were all just beautiful little brown girls and boys on the covers like and i just wanted to swipe the whole damn shelf and get every single book and just start giving them out to kids because i think having that representation and being and for children starting so young to be able to see themselves in these characters like that is everything that is absolutely everything so yes i i do believe that there are definitely some out there now that might change things when it comes to the idea of what what makes up a favorite, you know, children's book. Right. Right. Yeah. What's yours? What's your favorite book? Mine is The Snowy Day. <gasps> oh yeah. By Ezra Jack Keats. I classic. Loved that book as a kid. Like, loved it. Just watching little Peter just make his way through this beautiful <laughs> snowy day. Like and I think about how it felt as a child going out like on a snow day like that like that was everything even now like i'm not huge once because we're in new york so it's like we don't get those real true snow days we just get snow that turns into slush and then we just out here looking dirty but like when we have had like real beautiful like snow days where we got like feet of snow no school just out and about playing i love that i love the Illustrations in the book. I still love the illustrations in the book. When I thought about it, I like looked it up and I was looking at the pictures again. And I'm just like, it's beautiful. And at that time, I don't think there were nearly as I know there was not nearly as many books where you get to see, you know, little brown kids that look like you, um, you know, in, in these stories. So that'll always be one of my faves Yeah
0: I have a copy here So I'm uh, You yeah. do That's I'm ready so for whenever I have a random baby shower To go to To throw it in a bag
1: Love it Nice. Love nice.
0: it All right yeah. I feel we have So many more questions But I know we can't Keep going <laughs>
1: They'll come up. They'll, They'll come, come up. We'll, we'll make sure we'll make sure that they come up throughout. Um, you know, like we said, this is kind of just an opportunity for us to have introduced you guys, um, introduce ourselves to you guys and to give um, a clear understanding of where we want to go with this. And I'm super excited to get started on you know, like our actual structure and the topics that we you know we want to talk about, and again, how they connect to the to the stories that we that we read and the stories that we have to tell from our own personal experiences. Um, so yeah. Well said.
0: Well said. So that's all we have for you for today. Thank you for listening.
1: Yes. And we hope that you'll tune back into our next episode of long story short. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thanks. Bye guys.